Welcome back. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, well, while we were enjoying the Grammys last night, over the weekend, Jacob Elordi got into some trouble in Australia. Yeah. So if you saw the headlines, you might think to yourself, wait a minute, why is Jacob Elordi being investigated by police? That is not something you would expect to see a major Hollywood celebrity, especially in the moment right now. Of course, fresh off the publicity of Saltburn, that movie has garnered him great attention. Um, he allegedly is being investigated by police. Now, this is in New South Wales in Australia, where he was recently, um, because he assaulted a radio producer and when i first saw the headlines dawn and i don't know i think a lot of people have been on a similar journey when you see this headline they'll vaguely refer the headlines uh or the tabloid articles will vaguely refer to some radio producer who did a stunt and i think the, i think a typical reaction would be well don't be getting up in the face of celebrities when they're just trying to mind their own business you never know what's going to happen right right well so then i did what I think we like to do on this show, which is to go a little bit deeper. And I tried to understand like, okay, does this person, cause one of the tabloids I read said this person has had a history of getting attention on social media. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it's like a stunt and it was a stunt yeah. gone wrong. So then I found out as I'm digging, Oh no, 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 this is, well, yes. I mean, people can judge for themselves, but as far as my understanding went, Things started to change when I read deeper and found that the producer in question works for a, a radio show out of Australia. And I know we've talked about him on this show, at least when Colleen was here back in the day, because this is not the first time this particular controversial radio host have ended up in headlines. And then I, I remember actually earlier today, I came in and I said, have you ever heard of the Jackie, or excuse me, the Kyle and Jackie O show, Don. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think I've encountered them before. And they, if you, like, I don't think the average person would know, but they're kind of like old school. They're very, mm, like, I tried to think of an American comparison. There isn't one because I don't think a show like this would be successful in the United States at this point mm, because yeah. they're known for just saying really awful things. Yeah. But also trying to get attention by doing different stunts. Uh-huh. Yeah. And as somebody who's worked in radio for a long time, Don, you're probably familiar with, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it just was in fashion probably more in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know. Just mostly like rock stations. Morning stuff. shows that are like, oh, I know what we'll do. Like, yeah. so for example, and here's, and I thought like, should I, should we play a clip? Cause I listened to about 20 minutes. They had the guy on who this happened to. They, so they like essentially had him out do this thing. Something went horribly wrong. And then they brought him back to talk about it because after the thing happened, which we can talk about headlines. So like, imagine if you will, we had sent Leah who's in today for Mike, out to, we knew that Jacob Elordi was going to be at a hotel. And mm -hmm. we said, hey, you go out, find Jacob Elordi, give him like a container that says Jacob's bathwater and ask him <laughs> to fill it up for Dawn. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what they did. Yeah. And after I say, say less, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, you're on it. You're doing it. No. 
But, it, you know, and it sounds like a great idea until you start to put in action. Well, the kid that they sent out, I shouldn't say kid, but he's in his 20s, I think. Like, yeah, he'd be a stunt boy. A producer. Yeah. Um, they sent him out to do this. And it wasn't the regular person, I think. I don't know. I don't want to get too like into the weeds. But it, he just sort of like happened to be, because this was all going down. They were like, oh, we see Jacob Lordy is at this thing. Go get him now. And so they waited. The This guy, they send him out. And he doesn't want to interrupt him in the hotel so or the wherever he was inside they wait till he comes out and he's like in the public on the street and then he tries unsuccessfully to do the bit that we just talked about and jacob's like not buying right because like obviously jacob's just doing his thing and he doesn't really get the joke and he's like what are you doing are you filming and he's like it's fine this obviously didn't work. I'm just going to go about my business. Well, Jacob then is starting to question him because he sees that he was recording. Mm -hmm. And again, they're in public. They're out. He was doing the radio thing. Jacob is not amused that he's recording. And so he starts asking him to delete the video. And the guy's like, okay, I'll delete the video. So he deletes the video. Then Jacob wants him to delete his recently deleted. Yeah. You know, like delete the delete. Yeah. And at this point, he's getting a little, like, concerned because apparently he was getting more and more aggressive. Jacob was to this producer, at least the way he tells it. And so he's like, okay, then I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Why does he want me to delete this so bad? Again, all he's deleting is him asking to fill up the thing. Yeah. It wasn't like Jacob had done anything at this point. Yeah. He didn't rough him up or anything like that. So it's not like he's asking him to delete that. So then he's like, well... I'm not going to delete this now because this feels kind of weird. And he said he was surrounded by these other two guys uh, that were with Jacob. And that's when he says Jacob flipped a switch, got angry. And that's when he threw him up against a wall and like put his arms or, or put his hands around his throat and told him that he needed to delete it. And at that point he was like, I'm out. Okay. And so then that's whenever the guy was like, all right, he put his hands on me, so I'm going to the police. He didn't go to the police. Oh, okay. This is what's so fascinating about this experience. So as I was listening to this guy talk about it, everybody's getting him a hard time. Like, oh, why, you know, like, what did you expect was going to happen? You know, like you're confronting a celebrity, you're getting in their face, blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, I used to be, back in the day, I used to be a paparazzi. I know oh. how to do all that behavior. Oh, sure. But I, I'm not doing that. And so I was very careful to just be like, it's fine. The, the bit didn't work. I'm going to go about my business, right. right? But once he apparently, once he didn't get what he wanted, that is once Jacob didn't get him to, to remove his video, mm -hmm. that's when apparently he says like his mindset changed and that's yeah. when he got physical. And at that point... He, like, runs away. Jacob's friends run after him mm -hmm. and are trying to get him to delete the stuff. Like, don't talk about this. Don't mention this. Everything will be fine. Just don't say anything. And the dude was actually like, that's fine. I won't say anything. He didn't, but clearly someone saw what happened oh. and reported it to police. Oh, so this okay. guy never reported anything to police. He went, he actually, like, hid out on somebody's driveway. Okay. Until like a friend picked him up because he was so freaked out by the like Jacob's friends that were, you know, like uh, surrounding him. His brute squad. That he didn't want to like, he was like, I was just going to wait for my friend to pick me up. So did that, I'm sure they talked about it on Kyle and Jackie O. Yeah, that's what show. I listened to. I listened to about 20 minutes of the mm, show. Okay. Yeah. So they're still getting some people tuning in. Oh, of course. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was a hor like a stunt gone horribly wrong. But what happened was, and the guy was like, I didn't want to tell police about it because now I've got literally imagine this. The whole world is starting to call them. Yeah. So it didn't go horribly wrong. Well, for publicity, no, but for this kid. <laughs> what they wanted. For so they Kyle, don't care. Exactly. Right. They don't care. No, Kyle and Jackie, oh, absolutely don't care. But that's no. what's so shocking about this is that, like, this poor kid, his name, if you go online and, and like, go to Twitter, for example, mm-hmm. type him in with Jacob Elordi, the things that people are saying should happen, it's, like, I would wish that on no one. Right. To happen to the kid, the yeah. stump boy. Yeah. It's just, it's terrible. It's no position to be in. And back in the day, if you wanted to break into radio, this is the kind of stuff that you would agree to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've done similar back stuff. in the day. But it's what's so shocking to me is that in this day and age, like we all do dumb things. And like, I'm not surprised that radio shows are trying to do stunts and specifically this show, because we've seen them try to, oh, yeah, you know, get do. attention for yeah. much worse behavior. But like, it is still shocking to me that, you know somebody's going to have to now deal with this when all he was trying to do is like go to work and do his job. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I never, I mean, you know, I, I've, the only thing that I've done in the past, not that you asked, but you know, whenever the, um, the, the world council of bishops were in Dallas, Texas, I was asked to dress up in my Catholic school outfit and go (laughs) to the press conference with all of them oh my god and be there what with the, the other happened? reporters and ask questions <laughs> and <laughs> i did it i did it you know yeah but see that's why like i think things are so different that's why i can't believe a show like this is still successful and on the air because if you did that today dawn and something went wrong like things go from like zero to worse yeah. so quickly i think like back in the day and i do remember like you know shock jock days yeah of course the radio station, though, could control the narrative a lot better. Yeah. Oh, you then, know. then I did audition for the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders <laughs> and wear a hidden camera. <laughs> I did that, too. That's but, awesome. Wow. Yeah, that is awesome. That's, That's cool. a whole other story. We- <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. I would never want to do that now. I barely want to get out of this studio, much less get dressed up as <laughs> and pretend like I'm a real dancer <laughs> or a Catholic schoolgirl with a microphone. Jesus. Well, I think that Jacob Elordi is going to have to do like this. When I was listening to this, and we can put the link up on our show links page if you want to listen to the exchange of how this all went down. I think the interesting thing will be because he's still being investigated by police. And if you listen to the producer, he says time and time again, um, the police keep contacting me, asking me if I want to file charges. It's almost as if the police want him to. And he's like, no, I'm good. Everything's fine. Because you can see where now there's this media narrative that he like a celebrity did this and they want, they don't want people thinking that anybody can just treat people this way. Mm-hmm. Right. So they want him to follow. Like I could see where somebody in the police department's like, well, like he should be charged if he did this thing. Yeah. But this kid is like, I don't look, I didn't ask for any of this. I don't want to get yeah. in between it. So you can see how things can just escalate. And then it's global because people literally around the world. Sure. It works for the hosts. Uh, the two hosts of the radio show, but it's not working for that kid. And it's certainly not working for Jacob Elordi's career because all of a sudden people are going to start asking him questions like what happened? Yeah. Like um, Olivia Jade's parents. Well, if you believe the blind <laughs> items, which hopefully you do. <laughs> yeah. Bible. Oh boy.
it's uh yeah, it's a tough position to be in. I don't know. For Jacob. Yeah. And the stunt boy. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I Somebody feel most else give him a job. I, it's real I just feel worse for him because, you know, you're in your twenties, you're just trying to make an honest day's work and you're trying to do the right thing and then all of a sudden you get like the world is coming after you. Yeah. And a bunch of stands, that would not be fun. All right. When we come back on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, Dawn is gonna tell us all about the second oldest living person whose birthday is today. We're gonna meet Edith when we come back right here on my Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back and happy birthday to anybody whose birthday it is today. Especially Edith's birthday. Edith Seccarelli. Uh, Edith Seccarelli is the second oldest person in the world. Oh, wow. How old is yes. second oldest person? I don't even he know how is, old the oldest person is. Well, they're both 116 years old. Wow. But That's one of them. crazy. 116. Yes. <laughs> so, what year does that make her born? Uh, 1908. Wow. And she lives in Willits, California. Her name is Edith. Uh, she goes by Edie. Rec, uh, rec, I'm sorry. I'm having a problem here. Recagno? Recagno? Yes, I think that's right. Um, Just say it with confidence. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and she lives in Willits, California. And every year she lives in a, a care facility and they have a parade for her in the town. Oh, that's awesome. Now, since COVID, they do a drive by parade at yeah, Holy Spirit smart. Residential Care in Willits. And she's just adorable. She actually was walking up until a couple of years ago. but And she used a walker up until that point. And now she doesn't walk. But um, she's still very lively. And what she gets most excited about is the carrot cake uh, that same. she's going to get <laughs> every year. And she gets really excited when they tell her each year because she does have, if you can imagine, a bit of dementia. (laughs) Now, um, they say you're going to get a carrot cake. And she says, oh, really, honey? And gets all excited. Mm, And now she looking at her Wikipedia page here, it looks like she was born to Italian immigrants and her father was a lumber worker, and he also sold groceries groceries by horse and buggy. Oh, wow. Before opening a store in Willits, California in 1916. That's crazy. I 
No. Was this like gold rush days? Sure. No, I, mean, I think that's a little earlier. But, it was a little earlier. But okay. yeah, but, that's still a long time I ago. A reference for history sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, back in the day when they got here, probably. Uh, she's outlived six younger siblings, two husbands, a daughter, and three grandchildren. Well, that's the depressing thing is I feel like she's probably outlived most. She's people. outlived her three grandchildren. That's crazy. Happy birthday, Edith. Happy birthday, Edith. Let's end on a good note. Enjoy yes. that carrot cake. When we come back, Taylor brought a fan to the grand. He's not you or I. No, like an actual fan to fan her face and keep you from seeing what she's talking about. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Welcome back. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk 1071, everything entertainment. We had a great Grammys last night. So many awesome performances. Uh, Taylor Swift winning her 13th Grammy. Uh, and also, she had a prop with her that we noticed. She yes, had a she fan. Did. Mm-hmm. So that nobody could read her lips this time. We all remember the big kerfuffle where she was just trying to have a private conversation with Selena Gomez and uh, people read their lips and thought they were talking about Timothy Chalamet and Kylie and not taking a photo and all that stuff. It's none of our business what they're oh, talking about. Of course it's our business. It's totally that's my what we business. Do. <laughs> well, that's what we do, man. But I did like when we saw her swipe that fan open sitting at that table for the first time, I looked over to Jamie and I was like, uh, she learned her valuable lesson last time. Yeah, because she didn't want anybody reading her lips. And it was while Miley Cyrus was accepting her Grammy. Now I don't feel like she was saying anything bad about Miley Cyrus, but you know, I don't know. Like you, d- it's it's one of her no, know, the best closest friends. So one- she just wants to say whatever she wants to say. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't connect it necessarily to Miley. To me, it was just like this is her saying. I will have my words privately. Thank you, dear audience. Nice try, cameras. Because it is sport at this point, right? Like, how many people tune into the Grammys just for the musical experience? And how many people tune in because they want to see that sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, which isn't really behind-the-scenes, but it's as behind-the-scenes as you're going to get with a telecast where people know they're on camera, but still you're acting like they don't know they're on camera. <laughs> I like a good. I, I like the pageantry. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that. Yeah. That's yeah. what I tune in for. Yeah, and also people thought it was another Easter egg that she was going to be releasing her version of Reputation because there was a fan, you know, used in the whole Reputation mm. album and videos. Okay. I did not but, know that. 
But, and she's also been wearing reputation-style clothes to different events, and so people thought for sure she was going to be re-releasing or releasing her version of Reputation. But then she shocked us all, um, and I believe there is a clip on the button bar. I should have noted that for you, but it says uh, Taylor, I believe, on there. Um, But it's her announcing her new album and she sort of shocked us all with this announcement yeah no and it's what's it called again the it's called the tortured, tortured poets I almost department. Said ruptured poets but i don't think ruptured would be the right <laughs> ruptured. Word. Sounds like a trip to the if you go let's see if it's I can B, it. it's bd daily on that um we'll I'll go over here it's yes. taylor grammy's I think I got it for you. You want me to play I it? I think later? we got it here, but it's taking a second for it to load. That's okay. On he can do it. Okay. You take it, Brad. Thank yeah. you. The Edge. The Grammy goes to Taylor Swift for Midnights. Okay. This is my 13th Grammy, which is my lucky number. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, I want to say thank you to the members of the Recording Academy for voting this way. Um, But I know that the way that the Recording Academy voted is a direct reflection of the passion of the fans. So I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years. I'm pregnant. Which is that my brand new album (laughs) comes out April 19th. It's called. It's called the Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you. I love you. Oh my God, I bet Taylor fans were freaking out. <laughs> freaking out. They were freaking out. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she does have 13 million likes on this post, which is her in some granny panties. <laughs> it's black and white on a bed. And, uh, and also, it's some lyrics. And they say... And so I enter into evidence my tarnished coat of arms, my muses acquired like bruises, my talismans and charms, the tick, tick, tick of love bombs, my veins of pitch black ink, all's fair in love and poetry, sincerely the chairman of the tortured poets department. That's cute. I'm sure like it's cute. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge Taylor fan, but I again, I imagine for Taylor fans, they're freaking the bleep out because when you when you love an artist and they announce that they're giving you not just a song, not just a single, but a big fat album. An and I album. feel like she is so pro- prolific that um, Taylor fans really hit the jackpot with this artist. Unlike yeah. a lot of fans who, you know, like are other artists who whose fans are like, come on, give us an album. It's been like seven years. And she's just like pumping them out. Yeah, she is. And if it's over the last two years, this must have been, you know, during the Joe Alwyn phase of realizing it wasn't working out. Yeah. Because if you believe that that was ever real. Oh, six years. Gosh, I hope she didn't suffer just for, I don't know. I think she suffered for a really great album. I think yeah. this album's going to yeah. be amazing, you guys. Yeah. Are you are you a uh, Swifty? Huge Swifty. Okay. I saw Taylor Swift in like 2007 in a tiny ballroom in Great Falls, Montana. Oh my god, how fun! It was so much. I got I have a picture of my best friend with her backstage. Oh like, yeah. So is that like the best night of your life? 
It was up there. <laughs> it was up say. there. Yeah, that would be. It was a wild night. That would be up there. So, were you? Ex- did you have an inkling that she was going to do an album last night or an announcement? You know an what? Album? Actually, when she announced the new album, I think I was less surprised than the Reputation re-release because that's oh, what everybody yeah. seemed to think yeah. it was going to be. Well, and it said what Rep TV or something, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand the whole because TV. When you say TV version, Taylor version, yeah, but yeah. I didn't understand that, so I'm like, <laughs> is she doing her own TV channel like QVC? <laughs> And then I realized, oh, oh God, Taylor's <laughs> yeah. So you, so you were expecting that. Well, I with- wasn't expecting it, um, but w- but when she did, when I scrolled and I saw, I, w- I wasn't as surprised. Mm, I was okay. like, oh, that. I mean, what a big splash! What a you know, a, a big thing is coming out in April. Yeah. It's not too. Yeah, I, I was like, and she's just been photographed coming out of the studio, and you know, so yeah, it, it, it tracks, and it's been a while. Yeah, uh, I mean, it could even include, if you think about it, some Maddie Healy stuff, because mm-hmm. he was the tail end, We lest we forget about that loser. And falling in love with yeah. her new man. Although, somebody did bring up a point that I was wondering. Okay. So, you know, the last, the, the Eras tour was like a three-hour long show okay. concert. So, is her next concert going to be like four hours long? I wouldn't put it past her. I would <laughs> so not put anything past her. going back on tour? Yeah. Of course like, she yeah. is. Yeah. It's the second leg, isn't so it? So, she's going to add this stuff in? It's oh, my be... God. I thought, is she going to, she's going to add songs in. It's, she's it's a machine. Gonna be, that's exactly what I thought. Like, wait a minute. What are, she, is she going to dump some of the Eras? What does she cut? Because everything was great. Oh, man. She's just going to announce, like, oh, I'm going to do a, a, a tour within a tour. So she's going to tour the second <laughs> leg and then do another tour at the same time. Maybe she'll just do a <laughs> concert video. And that's when they, de- that's when they uh, debut her AI hologram. Ooh. Who's going to be doing the new <laughs> no album No AI on Taylor Swift. We don't want no. any AI. Oh, she's, yeah, putting lawsuits to put the kibosh on yeah, that. Yeah, let's so. definitely do that. I didn't mean porn, Dan. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's no, got a funniest little clip here. Oh, God. Oh. Um, yeah, oh. so uh, there was a, one other thing I wanted to say about Taylor, which uh, we kind of just blew past this. So you did reference that she has won 13 Grammys, but she also made history last night, literally becoming the first artist of all time to get four best albums. Gosh. And wow. That was above Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Gosh. and the third person I can't remember now. Um, here I have it in front of me. Uh, well, and you know, it's just like she's just worked this whole time. And, you know, after that Kanye fiasco Frank a million Sinatra. years ago at the at Frank Sinatra. Yeah, you can't. Like, so, you know, I think people. This is my reaction, and I'm trying to like act like this is the thing. This is just the way I react to it. It's like I think there is a tendency because she's so widely popular to be like, oh, like you know, I can't like the thing that's so widely popular. Um, but you can't like. It's not that she's so widely popular because she appeals to the least common denominator. I think she's so widely popular because she just appeals to such a broad range of people. And that is a unique talent. And it's one of those times where, like, I don't like it's not like I feel like I need to be like, oh, you know, I'm not a I don't like I don't like the Taylor Swift. Like, I don't feel the need to sort of um, 
you I don't, don't have know, to justify, or, yeah. justify the fact that I'm not a fan, right? By does, saying, yeah, it just, music is subjective. It yeah. just resonates with you or it doesn't. But you know how, like, there are times when everybody likes this thing and you're like, but do you really like it? Are you just liking it because everybody else likes it? Yeah. Like, I have that reaction all the time to the world around me. And when it comes to Taylor Swift, I think this is actually one of the rare cases where I don't find myself being like, are you sure you really like that? Or are you just drinking some Kool-Aid? And I think it's because she truly, she just comes across as a very likable person, even if she's not like my cup of tea musically. It's not like I run away from her music. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that is what I'm saying. Think about that scene in The Bear where, what's Richie, what is that his name? The cousin. Cousin. Yeah. 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 Where he's like rocking out to, you know, love story in the car. Yeah. And it was genuine. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many artists that are of different genres that just marvel at her songwriting. People that you'd be like, really? I mean, people that are completely. Yeah. And I'm sure there are like legitimate critics of her work who are just like, oh, she's terrible and horrible for all these reasons and fine. Whatever. They just don't speak up. (laughs) Well, well, no, because they know better. Right. But I I don't feel like in this case, I'm just like, well, it's not my cup of tea. But I also don't feel like I'm going to be shamed for not liking Taylor. So, you know how like some people are like, oh, yeah, I would not fight anybody on it or anything like that. I just I think that overall, I'm not saying that I love every song because I haven't explored every song, I'll be honest. Yeah. But I consider myself a Swifty because You do consider yourself a Swifty? Yes. Oh, breaking yes. news. No. I, Have you always? No. Colleen convinced me. Oh, okay. And Mike when you were gone one time. Oh, okay. Um but, So, I went out of town and became a Swifty. <laughs> yeah, I was like I am a Swifty because I started to look into her lyrics. And I find them to be, uh, they're fascinating on a couple of different levels. They're so like base level. They're very simple, but profound. Mm. And I don't know how she does that. Mm. Um, I feel like they're just like the look. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think she's a great songwriter and I think she manages her career very well. Yeah, she's definitely one of the most prolific songwriters of all time, and um, she has the best management. The people around her have lifted her up, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not just her. Yeah, there's no way one person could be all of those things. Oh yeah, she's Taylor surrounded Swift is by 50 very. People. She is surrounded by very good people, and she's obviously at the heart of it all a very good person. Now, look, I've lived in the world long enough to know, at some point, there's going to be a Netflix documentary. About how we were all terribly wrong. And she does actually keep baby seals yeah. in her basement oh, to make no. coats out of them. But until then, oh, no. we'll just enjoy yeah. the halcyon yeah. days of Taylor Swift. Yeah. All right. When we come back on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, what you listening to? I mean, hopefully you're listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. But sometimes you like to listen to podcasts or audiobooks or... You like to listen to TV shows what, without looking at them? Not really. But if there's something you're listening to and you want to share it with us, we're going to talk about what we're listening to when we come back right here on My Talk. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Adventures of Bradley and Tawn, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Bradley, what are you listening to? What you listening to? Well, you know, I started a podcast over the weekend and I thought, let's check in on each other because I know you like to listen to things too. Audience, 651-641-1071. If there's anything you're obsessed with listening to, send us an email, drop us a line, let us know. We'll add it to the list. I'm always uh, keeping my short list available to put things on there for when uh, my listens dry up. Okay. Most recently, the thing I started this weekend is called The Runaway Princesses. Oh, I just put this on my thing. (laughs) Okay, great minds think alike. Yes. Now, this is from The New Yorker. It's a podcast, and it's actually uh, the... I don't think it's technically the third season, although it's listed at that, because I think the third season of this other podcast... I'm not going to bore you with the details. They do like a different theme each season, right? But it's all under the same umbrella. Exactly. And it's called In the Dark. But this particular chunk is called In the Dark, The Runaway Princesses. Princesses? Princesses. (laughs) It's a New Yorker podcast. It's available wherever you get podcasts. The first part is available. If you're a subscriber to The New Yorker, I think you can get all four parts. Leah apparently is now shaming me because I'm not. And Don, I don't know if you're a New Yorker subscriber, but uh, if you're not like me, then we only get to listen one episode at a time. And the first one is out. So you can listen to the first one. Now it's available. We'll put that on our show links page. It's on there currently. Have you heard of this at all, Don? No. Okay. Runaway Princesses is exactly what it sounds like. It's about runaway princesses. Princesses. Okay. Princess I. Princess Is it a true true stories? Yep, it's uh, it is a documentary. I would say nonfictional narrative podcast, wherein we learn uh, basically within episode one why the daughters of a ruler in a country. Well, I'll tell you, uh, the ruler of Dubai, mm. his daughters keep trying to escape. Oh, and no. then you would ask yourself, why are the daughters of the ruler of Dubai constantly trying to escape? And uh, what? Well, it sounds like that's, yeah, there's something going on. In right? Dubai. Well, I mean, a lot of people go there on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I watch the Real Housewives of Dubai. It looks fantastic. Right? I know. I want to go there. If you have money. Yeah. I, I definitely would love to go there because it literally was built. And this, uh, the, the ruler in this particular case, essentially, his family's the one that created Dubai as we know it today, he turned yeah. it into, you know, this megalopolis or whatever you would even call it just giant um city of advanced technology anyway it all starts because when they're not in dubai they'll go to england for the winters because it gets real hot in dubai and i don't want to give any too much of it away but it's while they are vacate or vacationing in england that one of the daughters goes missing and it's just crazy. It's going to have you asking so many questions about, like, 
How can they do that? What happens when somebody's in another country and they're trying to do horrible things? And I will say it gets pretty, pretty dark pretty quickly in terms of what is alleged uh, in terms of behavior towards women. And it's not good. Mm. But you are instantly gripped by the plight of two particular daughters of this family who have tried to escape or escaped. Wow. So is each um, episode about different princesses trying to escape? No. It's basically these sisters. I think because, again, I've only listened to the first episode because the first episode is the only one available. Um, It's available. uh, All the episodes are available to Leah. So, Leah, hurry up and listen. (laughs) I'll send you the email. You can use my login. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just put it on my Spotify list. I'm so excited to jump into it. Can I ask what made you... Well, I got I yeah yeah I got an email from the New Yorker and oh, okay. yeah and they were like oh this is the latest pod and I do tune in to their podcast and, yeah. and I was like oh this sounds really fascinating mm. and Madeline Barron is the host of In the Dark and she you know rose to great acclaim with the first season of In the Dark which was based right here in Minnesota so I think people would know her and her work and okay. she does this in conjunction with. Heidi Blake, who I believe is a reporter with The New Yorker. Anyway, the moral, it comes highly uh, recommended, I guess. And the first episode, I will say, got me hooked and it made me think, like, do I need to get a subscription to The New Yorker? Oh, there's so many articles that. Nah, you'll get them all. Yeah. What were you going to say? There's so many articles that I want to read. And like, they'll let me read it on my phone. And I'm like, oh, I'm putting that on the grid. And then I get here to work to try to open up the article. I'm like, like, oh, shoot. I'm like, darn it. Select all copy paste. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you've just listened to one episode and it's a four part. There's four episodes coming. This is the first episode. And again, it's available online. We'll put up, it's called uh, what did I say? It was so called if the Runaway you do Princesses. not, you can listen if you don't have a subscription to the new. You, just New York, you can you only listen wait. one episode at a time. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Well, yeah. it is up right now, so you can check that out. Um, also on our show links page is what I'm listening to, which is by a local author. He lives in Stillwater, and his name is Zachariah Jones. And I met this author at a paranormal convention at the Anderson House that I went to um, last month. And he loves to write mysteries and uh, horror and paranormal books. And it's called, it's actually a trilogy, Chasing Shadows. And I'm on the first book. It's called Genesis. And it is about, it takes place in St. Paul in the 1920s. Mm, Fun. And it's about an intuitive guy who sees ghosts. And he's called in to investigate a murder that's happened that is at a mansion that's near... um, St. Paul Cathedral. And what's awesome about this author is that he loves to be historically accurate. So he has researched downtown St. Paul in the 1920s. So all the places that he mentions in the book are actually historically accurate. Oh, that's wonderful. And so he has him walking around downtown St. Paul, and that is really true to the time. Bringing history to life, yeah. Really very cool. So you can actually go walk around these places that are still there. Uh, So it's about this murder that took place. Um, He's called in by somebody he doesn't know. 
uh, to investigate this murder. And it is really fascinating. It was down around the time of spiritualism. So he finds out that in this house they had this group of people that were, you know, doing seances and things like that. And there's a dark presence in the house that Fine. he feels. Uh, so he's trying to uncover this mystery and everybody's a suspect in the house. I love it. Yes. So you're listening to the book. I'm listening to it. It's called, um, it's in the chasing shadow, chasing shadows, Genesis. So it's the first book in the series and there's one out right now. And then another one that's either arrived or coming soon. You're listening on audible. Audible. Yes. I wonder if it's available on Spotify too, which by the way, if you have a Spotify account, you can now listen to audiobooks. I love it. Yes, that is correct. So most likely I give you uh, in our show links page, there is a link to his website. Zachariah Jones is his name. Fabulous. So. And we do have someone holding. Let's go to Jack oh, and see yeah. what Jack's recommendation is. Hey, Jack. Well, thank you. I wanted to tell Don um, that after the first of the year, I started going on YouTube. And before I go to bed, I turn on the sound of rain, you know, white noise. Yeah. And and I have been sleeping so wonderfully. Oh. My dreams have changed. I don't know if they can, if you can say I'm sleeping more deeply, but my dreams are much more fulfilling and satisfying and, and oh. forward-looking. Oh, and nice. The, the, I've been listening to it for eight, ten hours a day. Wow. It's wonderful. Oh, that's yeah. so great. Were you sleeping um, kind of choppy before? Were you not getting great sleep? Correct, yeah. And oh. so I said, i got to do something, so I, I chose to do this. And it's a consistent, calm, um, it's... It, I, it, it, I feel like I'm eight years old again at Grandma's house. You know, oh, that's oh, lovely, that. Jack. I Thanks, love Jack. That. Thanks for sharing. Yep. Yeah, thank you yep. so Have much. Day. Have a nice sleep. Leah, <laughs> <laughs> Leah, is there anything you're listening to you want to share? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm listening to, well, I've been listening to the Great Heights podcast, the, the Kelsey Brothers. Oh, every and week. do you like it? It is so fun. And then they go into uh, football and stuff like that, which I really yeah. don't know a ton about. <laughs> well, of course they're going to talk <laughs> about but they, it. Well, first they talk about fun stuff, and then they go into that, and I find myself just kind of listening through into that yeah. and learning It's like something. I used to listen to Car Talk. I yeah. loved Car Talk. And I don't talk. give two rips about car <laughs> They're so charming. Yeah. Or they were. They were. Well, yeah. great. R.I.P. Brings down Dawn. Well, that's hey, fun. Hey, <laughs> uh, all of the things that we talked about listening, Dawn has lovingly put on the show links page. Head to mytalk1071.com to find out Uh, where those things are on the interwebs. And when we come back, we're going to go to food court. Why? Well, because we know what Gen Z's like to uh, spend their time, which restaurants they like to spend their time at when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.